Greetings. My name is Vince Williams. I'm the president and CEO of the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council. The hashtag BiDiverse podcast, powered by the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council, provides a voice to minority-owned businesses and entrepreneurs, as well as to corporations seeking to meet their diversity, equity, and inclusion goals strategically and intentionally. Hear the stories of certified minority-owned businesses and learn about their journeys, challenges, best practices, and successes. Also, discover Chicago MSDC's robust offerings to support business owners with certification, advocacy, connecting, and developing. Founded in 1968, Chicago MSDC is the premier organization that advances business opportunities for its certified Asian, Black, Hispanic, and Native American entrepreneurs. Contact us at www.chicagomsdc.org or bydiverse.net. This is Vince Williams, President and CEO of the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council, and you're listening to Hashtag BiDiverse, powered by Chicago MSDC. What you can expect from our podcast, first-hand success stories, business opportunities that are within the pipeline, best practices, advocacy, mentorship, how and why companies should join us, all on WGN. So welcome to Hashtag Buy Diverse by the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council on WGN Radio. Today's guest, we're welcoming Terry Miller. Terry offers the Illinois Tollway a demonstrated history of success addressing complex diversity, regulatory, and commercial contracting matters. Miller has provided leadership in higher education, utilities, electric energy, municipal government, and the security sectors for over 20 years. Prior to joining the Tollway, Miller served as senior counsel for the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, a private corporation that acts as a self-regulatory organization dedicated to capital markets oversight. Terry Miller, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Outstanding, yeah. So if you don't mind for our listening audience, can you tell us more about, again, your bio, what you've done, and then, of course, how that's transitioned now into the Illinois Tollway? Sure, sure. My bio is, is, is one of basically a, a kid from Chicago. I grew up uh, born and bred on the, um, the west side of Chicago and, and Maywood, the western suburbs. And uh, basically, I've always seen myself as an advocate. I started off in education as a dean. I moved over and got a law degree, and I started advocating for civil rights. And I've seen what happens when civil rights are at its best. I've seen what happens when civil rights are at their worst. And the highest form of, um, I guess, law and contracting is helping corporations grow and provide jobs and opportunities. And that's where I found my, my niche. I enjoy the opportunity of, of helping someone grow and helping someone vindicate their rights in an economic sense. Outstanding. And, you know, uh, the Chicago MSDC has always been about providing this equality, if you will, and inclusion for minority businesses. And I know you've been engaged with the council in various roles in the past. That continues to, to fuel you today? Oh, absolutely. One of the things that we've, we've done is many of the, the firms that are robust, mature firms started off as nascent 
small firms at some point, and I can remember firms that are now $75 million enterprises. I can remember them when they were going with their first contract. Is that right? And we watched them grow, and we watched them become robust economic engines for hiring black and brown people all throughout Chicago. And it, it's just been a great process to watch this maturation process and watch them become truly civilly engaged and civilly conscious corporations. And there's always a role for corporations in, in making sure that we're doing the right things and growing and hiring in a fair and unbiased manner. Absolutely. And that's phenomenal. Uh, that is, you know, a part of our four pillars, uh, not only certifying these businesses and advocating for them, but developing them and then connecting them to these opportunities. And like you said, seeing uh, this eventual fruition of them succeeding and sustaining is, is, is always an incredible feeling, right? Yeah, I think one of the things is that people sort of underappreciate is the, is the notion of social capital, having someone embedded in corporate America that says, I speak for this firm. Uh, you know, I speak for this community. This community needs jobs. This community needs opportunities. And I can tell you, if you give them the opportunities, they will deliver times 10. And quite often, if you're not there, you can't make that point. And I've been very fortunate enough to be the man in the room that says, what we need is more opportunity, not less. They'll, they'll tell you, you know, there's a great story uh, about baseball and Jackie Robinson, and, and people will say there was never a shortage of Jackie Robinsons. There was a, a shortage of Branch Riskies. Right. People who owned a firm that was willing to give someone an opportunity. I, I would add to that there was a shortage of people inside the room to say, Mr. Ricky, what you need to do is actually give the opportunity to Jackie Robinson. And, and I hope those days are behind us now where everyone can see the value of inclusion and everyone can see the value of participation across a broad spectrum. Yeah, that's phenomenal. And I love that analogy, too, with uh, there was not a shortage of Jackie Robinson's. <laughs> there definitely were enough of them that just weren't those sponsors, if you will, and those advocates in the room that would help to, uh, to make sure and make that change happen. We all have an obligation to to sort of reach back and help whomever we can, however we can. Absolutely, yeah, that's that's phenomenal, and that's what this this work that we do in continuing to help minority businesses, if you will, sustain too, is really what I what I'm passionate about, and I love this opportunity to parlay and work with the tollway in that matter, and so. Our relationship, Chicago MSDC and the Illinois Tollway, the technical assistance programs. Can you tell our listening audience just about some of the advocacy things that you're doing with the tollway and how you're addressing this work with the commitments that you guys have uh, throughout the state? Well, first of all, I'd like to say your organization is a perfect example of what we're doing. There's something called technical assistance. And you know, we've, we've all heard the, the analogy that we can't get the job without the experience. You can't get the experience without the job. And the way, the way you circumvent that problem is to have someone who knows the job sit down with you and teach you how the job is performed. You know, there are examples of people who are great painters or great plumbers, but what they don't know how to do is run a business. Right. So when you can say you're great at what you do, but what you need to understand is how to operate a back office efficiently, how to get bonding, how to appropriately formulate and submit a bid. That's what a TA program is there for, and it gives you personalized training, training that's specific for you 
and address your deficiencies and your need. And our TA program is, and again, no pride of authorship here and also no, no modesty about the Tollways efforts. We believe it's one of the best TA programs out there. We commit to it our resources, we commit to it our time, our effort, our energy, and our passion. But beyond the technical assistance program, we also, it doesn't help you if the contracts are simply too large. One of the first things we did was we came to the tollway and we said, what are your impediments? And the, the obvious impediment were contracts were too large. So we started a robust attempt to unbundle these contracts, to make them accessible to firms that were, that were small and diverse. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, that unbundling effort has paid off. And now our, our, our contracts are more accessible to these firms. The other thing that you have to do is sort of an incubator effect. And we have a small business initiative right now. And the small business initiative means every firm that competes for these designated contracts are small businesses. And these small businesses, in order to participate in the program, at both the prime or sub, you have to be a small business. This takes the notion away that even for a million-dollar contract, you're going to be competing with a multi-billion-dollar firm. Uh, the other program that is also very new but also very effective is our ROSIP program, which we're very proud of. In, in order to do any work for the tollway, we understand that there, we have a, a very, very aggressive insurance policy. It, it's $25 million to work on the road, and that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And we realized that that was acting as an impediment for, for smaller firms. So we created a ROSIP program, Rolling Owner Controlled Insurance Program, where the tollway actually provides the insurance. So you still have the same $25 million worth of insurance requirement, except we're helping you procure that insurance as part of actually the process of, of competing for that contract. And the other program I'd like to talk about, I, I know this sounds like a filibuster, but I don't mean it to be a filibuster, but our P4G program is our Partnering for Growth. And that's where a large firm takes on a smaller firm in a mentor-protege relationship. So this is, again, being taught how to do something by a firm that actually does it. Yeah. So this isn't conjecture. It isn't, it isn't, you know, one of these situations where you're learning purely in a theoretical sense. You're learning from somebody who knows how to do it. And the obvious question is, well, why would someone agree to mentor a small firm? And that's because we have a robust bid credit program. These large firms can earn bid credits by teaching a small firm how to work for the tollway. And for the first time in our history, we've changed it so that even the, even the protege can get bid credits for participating in this as a way of acknowledging that by taking this role and a commitment to learn and to get better, you're building your capacity and you're bringing that capacity to the tollway. So those are some of the things that we, we do on a, any firm level, on an individual level, we have a great program called Construction Works, which is designed to feed the pipeline of qualified workers. So those are some of the programs, in in a nutshell, that we're very, very proud of. Yeah, and those are pretty phenomenal programs. I know, you know, again, being a strategic partner with you and participating particularly in the TA program, the P4G initiative has been very well received. We've made some really great connections there and seen the impact, if you will, that it's making not only with the major corporations that are serving as mentors, but the, the mentees too, right? Absolutely. And, and you're seeing that it's gone from just learning how to do a job to making sure you get, you get to do that job and compete effectively. What we're finding 
are firms that were mentors or, or proteges on one day are growing to become mentors, you know, a year down the road or two years down the road. Mm-hmm. What we're also finding are these firms are, are, are meeting other proteges. And for the first time in their history, they're thinking about how do we have teaming arrangements? How do we have joint venture arrangements? And, and, and these, these proteges are getting together and they'll realize someone can offer the plumbing, someone else can offer the electric, someone else can do the concrete. And they're forming these teams, and these teams are doing a great job of competing. Yeah, and that's a great way of addressing how each of these organizations can work together and scale, too, especially during these insane economic times, right? It's, it's, it's a tough time out there for everyone, so you have to use every strategic weapon available to you. And I do believe that there's now a finer appreciation for teaming and joint ventures than there ever has been before. And what you've got to understand is that this this isn't new. This isn't this isn't novel. The larger organizations have been doing this for a long time, and they realize that a it mitigates against risk, and b it it, it expands their capacity. So if this is working for the large billion dollar firms, I've always asked why wouldn't the smaller firms do this as well? Absolutely, yeah. Setting an example, right, and leading by this right. example. That's phenomenal. Well, I love, too, that, that you've addressed the obvious barriers that we see, what we know of many of the small businesses continue to experience as they try to, you know, again, bid on some of these contracts and uncover or, or win them. But then you're addressing them and you're showcasing your, it's always commitment to keeping the supplier diversity uh, front and center. That speaks volumes as to, again, that outreach, that advocacy work, and, and again, your commitment to the to the community. Thank you. Yeah, so I appreciate that. So for, for the listening audience that's uh, interested in learning more about how to either work with the tollway, uncover more bid opportunities, how would they access you? Oh, that is a brilliant question. I'm, I'm so glad you, you asked. And this is a shameless plug. I think everyone within the sound of my voice should go to IllinoisTollway.com. The other thing you should do is Mondays at 3 o'clock, we have a web series. Uh, It's called Building uh, for Success. And our web series talks about different subject matter that's relevant to how to build your capacity, how to build your expertise, and how to do work at the tollway. And the web series is every Monday at 3 o'clock. Now, next Monday, we, of course, have a holiday, so it won't be there next Monday. But I would suggest everyone tune into Building for Success. And not only that, but if you go to IllinoisTowway.com, what you'll find is all of our previous programming has been recorded and looped there for your consideration. And you can find topics from how to read a blueprint to how to enter a P4G relationship to how to get pre-qualified with IDOT. All of these things are there for you take advantage of it. I would make that something that I would do habitually. The other thing I would say is you want to make sure you go into the the how to do business with the tollway section of our website. Okay. And if you go to that section, what you'll find are bid letting schedules, professional service bulletins, our look ahead, all the jobs that we have planned are out there listed. Our buying guide is listed. This is all information that helps guide your your efforts to do business with the tollway. 
So IllinoisTollway.com is your gateway. I would make a habit of checking it once a week. Phenomenal. Great share. Yeah. A bevy of resources, information for those that are looking to do work and learn more about what it takes. And if I may interrupt just one more time. Yeah, sure. The the other thing I would say is we have some great technical assistance providers out there. And the other thing they can do is talk to our technical assistance providers like CMSCC. Excellent. Perfect. Thank you. I appreciate that plug. (laughs) Yeah, we really do work very closely with some of the subject matter experts that we provide in that program. And we're hearing when we receive the impact to measure this, the impact that they love just these initiatives alone. Plus, when you compound that with the opportunities that are in the funnel of what they could do and then lessons learned on if they didn't receive or if they did receive. And like you said, with the mentor protege program, being able to pass that along too, right? You said it, it, you have to reach back to those and help pull them up too. And this is creating this ecosystem of sustainability that we want to do for, for many of our minority owned businesses, particularly the black and Hispanic ones in the communities that we serve. And don't presume that, you know, I would, I would say don't presume anything. Mm-hmm. If you have a good or service that, that you think we can benefit from and you see it listed there, certainly follow up and pursue it. Uh, again, a shameless call to action right now is if you're a diverse electric company interested in working for the tollway, there has never been a better time for you than right now. And I, I would like to see, ideally, as many diverse and small electric companies as are out there within the sound of my voice, actually accept that challenge and actually come on out to the tollway and submit for bids and give us the best effort. I love it. Incredible call for action there, Terry. Any small, medium-sized business that has a good or service that they think the tollway would be interested in, do not hesitate to reach out. You can access through Chicago MSCC. You can access through IllinoisTollway.com and learn about all of the resources and what's available in the pipeline. This is phenomenal, Terry. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Outstanding. You've been listening to Hashtag by Diverse, powered by Chicago MSDC on WGN Radio 720. Illinois Tollway and Terry Miller, you're a true strategic partner. We want to continue to strengthen this and lessen these barriers for those that can do work with the tollway. So I appreciate you and appreciate your time, your commitment, and your advocacy. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Absolutely. Becoming a strategic partner with Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council puts you in front of other corporations like Allstate, United, AT&T, Walgreens, Northern Trust, AbbVie, and McDonald's. Some of our national members include Amazon, Facebook, Coca-Cola, Worldwide Technologies, and others. And now, back to Hashtag by Diverse Podcast, powered by the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council on WGN Radio. Today, our guest is Jeremy Holston, Executive Director of the Illinois LGBT Chamber of Commerce. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Vince. Thank you for having me. Sure thing. Jeremy, for our listening audience, please, can you tell us more about the LGBT Chamber, what you guys do, and a little history about the organization? Sure. So the LGBT Chamber of Commerce of Illinois this year is actually celebrating our 25th anniversary. We were founded in 1996, 
Initially as the Chicago Area Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce, at that time, some local LGBTQ business owners came together, ruling the goal to be able to promote Chicago as an LGBTQ tourist destination to folks across the country. Today, we have evolved to being a full-service Chamber of Commerce. We use service of 300 members, helping to provide them with access to marketing, networking, professional development, as well as the LGBT business enterprise certification. Our members today include a mix of uh, local, small, LGBTQ and ally-owned businesses, about 35 corporate partners here throughout Illinois, as well as a mix of nonprofit and government partners. And so um, we're excited to serve as the premier voice for nearly 50,000 LGBTQ business owners across the state and being able to partner with great organizations like you to support diverse owned businesses across Illinois. That's outstanding and phenomenal. Uh, And congratulations on 25 years of keeping this going and sustaining. We know that providing resources for all businesses is definitely uh, has its set of challenges. So I can imagine that same set of challenges being exemplified more when it comes to identifying, you know, those that are underrepresented or have been marginalized. So we appreciate your advocacy and your work and are proud to be partners with you as well in making sure that um, we're showcasing opportunities for these businesses to sustain and grow. Yes, definitely. So thank you. So as far as being, you know, a neighborhood resource for businesses within the community, can you tell us some some of the initiatives that the LGBT Chamber uh, provides for its members or even for those that are looking to advocate and work with those that have received the uh, NGLCC certification? Sure. Um, So a number of things. Um, So as I mentioned, we have sort of four core services around marketing, professional development, and advocacy, and so in networking as well. So um, with the marketing piece, some of the initiatives that we provide our members are, one, the opportunity to be featured and listed on our website. Um, And we also host um, some special marketing campaigns throughout the year. So this year, we're actually excited to launch a Shop Pride campaign, and so it will be a great way for us to promote LGBTQ and ally-owned businesses across the state. As it relates to networking, we host a monthly mix and mingle every second Tuesday, typically from 5.30 until 7. These monthly mix and mingles are great opportunities for business folks to come together to learn about great updates from us as a Chamber of Commerce, to be able to meet and mingle with other diverse-owned businesses who are looking to identify and build new opportunities together, as well as we do a really fun boat cruise every August of the year. Um, We have about 200 people come out to enjoy some great networking, great food, again, making lasting connections to grow their business. Under professional development, we actually host a monthly business-empowered workshop, uh, usually the fourth week of the month where we provide, again, some skill-based or leadership training to support uh, business owners. Topics this year have included project management essentials for small businesses, risk compliance for small businesses, so we talked about HR and insurance best practices, as well as other workshops, including the upcoming Illinois LGBTQ Business Roundtable that we'll be hosting. Um, it'll be a half-day opportunity for folks to get some education, to get some training and some best practices and reaching out to elected officials to be aware of LGBTQ business issues. 
Another great resource that we offer under professional development is our annual LGBTQ Biz Bootcamp. The Biz Bootcamp is a program that happens every fall. It's an eight-week program for early-stage LGBTQ entrepreneurs who um, need some guidance, including together a business plan, um, a business pitch deck, and a polished 30-second elevator pitch. Throughout the eight-week program, participants are able to access guest speakers, uh, mentors, and chamber resources as well. And so they end the program with the final drafts of those documents and then also actually have the chance to compete for $1,000 cash to invest into their business. And so the great thing about that program, we've seen that the majority of participants have been women of color. So our last year cohort, for example, 65% were black, 35% were Latinx. And about 80% of those individuals were women identifying participants. And so we're very proud to have that program that is really helping to make sure that Black and Latinx women in our LGBTQ community are being empowered to first shift what's happening in our local business economy. And then, of course, as you mentioned, we are proud to be a local partner in helping those businesses that are at least 51% or more LGBT-owned, managed, and controlled getting access to that LGBT business enterprise certification. So as you know, Vint, we tell people that if you apply for three certifications, for example, then you should definitely consider getting all of those certifications. So, um, you know, hypothetically, if you are a black queer woman, you know, you'd have the opportunity to get certified as a minority-owned business, a woman-owned business, and an LGBTQ-owned business really using those as a tool to help uh, make your business stand out. And so definitely encourage anyone who is eligible for the certification to um, think about it. And one great thing, finally, that folks should know is that if you are a member of our local Illinois LGBT Chamber of Commerce, you do not have to pay the $400 fee or the $200 renewal fee to become an LGBT business enterprise certification. So those are a few things coming up, and so definitely hope that folks will check out our LGBTQ Biz Bootcamp is, again, um, a great opportunity. Yeah, some really great resources, Jeremy. And I like the fact that, again, with this partnership, what we're hoping to do is identify more ways for these businesses to sustain for them to grow. We know that the pandemic has caused a lot of economic disruption for marginalized businesses and for businesses in general, but particularly so for minority businesses. And like, as you said, the LGBT identified businesses, also smaller businesses have really, really seen uh, some challenging times through this. And so the resources that you're providing uh, are just phenomenal. For the listening audience too, you cover the entire state of Illinois. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. We were Chicago-based for the first 20 years, mm-hmm. and then in 2016 became statewide. Outstanding. Um, and so, yeah, so again, anyone, regardless of where you are, we have some great services for you. Okay. So are you a part of an actual organization of other state chambers that focus on the LGBT certification or providing resources to this demographic? Because again, being a strategic partner as we identify more opportunities for contracts from our private and government sectors, we'd love to be able to share that and continue you know, to showcase how we are this diversity partner. Can you tell our listening audience a little bit about that? Sure. So 
We're still, again, in the early stages of building our relationships across the state. Right now, you know, if you think about sort of LGBTQ business coalition, it's really us sort of trying to lead that and push this opportunity forward. But we are fortunate to have some other chambers and nonprofits across the state who are partners to some of this work. Some of these places include the Peoria Chamber of Commerce, Pride Peoria, the Oak Park River Forest Chamber of Commerce, the Illinois Black Chamber of Commerce, SIU Small Business Development Center, um, as well as some other really phenomenal chambers of commerce or small business development centers. And so definitely if anyone is wanting to find out about some local resources in their community, uh, folks who might be partnering with us, definitely, again, feel free to reach out and we can definitely provide you with some updates on who those folks are. Or maybe even you as a person who lives beyond Chicago, you might live somewhere where we are not yet engaged or might not yet know the organization to get engaged with. And so if you represent an organization or you just think that there's an organization that we should be partnered with, we would definitely love to know that information as well. Outstanding. And for the listening audience that is interested in learning how to become a partner with you, how would they access you? Sure. So a few ways, of course, to find us and get engaged with us. The primary and first way is to visit our website, and that is www.lgbtcc.com. You can also find us on social media, on um, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. As well as you can always reach out to me via email. My email address is jholston, H-O-L-S-T-O-N, at lgbtcc.com. All right, perfect. Phenomenal. Some outstanding information that you shared for the listening audience and for those entrepreneurs that identify as LGBT and, or advocates and allies that would love to uh, become partners of the chamber, share resources, become mentors, become mentees, participate in the biz boot camp that you offer, but also focus on those four things, marketing, professional development, networking, and the advocacy work that the LGBT chamber does for many of them. We know too that June is Pride Month and that's celebrated nationally. And so anything's on the, on the horizon and that or that you've done in the past that you'll continue to provide this year? Yeah, so of course this year looks a little bit different. We normally are active at some of the local festivals and the Pride Parade, but you know we're, like everyone, taking a little bit of a different approach this year. And so we're still doing some things online. Um, so we're definitely proud to be partnering with Chicago uh, Minority Supply Development Council for a Pride Connect a multi-chamber networking event that we'll be hosting. There's also a couple of professional development workshops that will be happening throughout the month of June as well. And then again, there is that Shop Pride initiative that I mentioned. And so this will be an opportunity only for members, but through the campaign, we are providing a discounted membership rate for people to sign up and get involved with this program. So definitely feel free to engage um, in that way as well. But other than that, we'll be supporting 
many of our corporate partners that we both share in executing some of their internal pride conversations and pride programs. Okay, and their initiatives there. And if you could share with the listening audience, does the chamber look out for volunteers to help? So maybe if an organization, uh, one of the large organizations has an ERG, an employee resource group, or so that's looking to engage within the community, would they be able to reach out to you to, to learn some different ways to provide maybe their subject matter expertise? Yes, definitely. That type of support is always appreciated. We can use subject matter expertise in helping with our monthly business empowered workshops. We can use those folks to sort of serve as mentors or sort of coaches for our business owners who are needing some guidance and assistance on various small business advisors, if you will. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Great small business advisors. And so that's always helpful. We're always looking for people who can serve as either guest speakers or get mentors for our biz boot camp program. And then even um, throughout the year, there are special sort of initiatives or campaigns. And so, for example, with the Shop Pride campaign that we're preparing to launch, we have folks who are providing some writing assistance, some video and graphic support assistance, and so and some web development assistance. And so, um, again, we're always looking for people who are willing to provide their time, provide their talent to help us grow as an organization, but more importantly, to make sure that our local Illinois LGBTQ business community is thriving and getting the skills and development that you need to thrive. Beautiful. Perfect. And so both of us are representatives of organizations that does certifications. We, the Chicago MSDC, certifications for those that identify as minority-owned, 51% owned and operated by Black, Hispanic, Asian, Asian Indian or Asian Pacific, and Native American. And I know that, again, you've mentioned through your organization, businesses are able to get the NGLCC certification. Can you tell the listening audience a little bit more about that if they're not familiar with that certification process and what it entails? Sure. Um, so um, the some of the requirements and the processes are really going to be very similar. So if, if you are certified with any other organization, you will likely see some similarity in the NGLCC certification process. Um, though, I actually have, yesterday I was just talking to one of our members who is certified, and she was mentioning that it is definitely a trying process to get through. Yeah, definitely um, not meant to be easy, right? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I hear that um, as well as you on know, your side, yeah. As you know, you know, one of the reasons for that is, you know, we really want to make sure that these people who are certified are who they say they are, they're representing the communities that they say they are. And so it's very important for us as an LGBTQ community to make sure that there's that structure and guidance in place to make sure that there is no way of fraud creeping into the space. And so to be eligible for the certification, there are four main requirements. Um, one, the business must be 51% or more LGBT-owned, managed, and controlled must be headquartered in the United States, registered as a legal business, and then independent non-LGBT business enterprise. So, for example, um, one of our awesome board members, Olin Ergel, is a member with a real estate, mega real estate company here in Illinois. He owns his own book of business through this company, but based on how their contracts are set up, he is not deemed as being independent from a non-LGBT business enterprise, and so therefore, it's not eligible for the certification. And so, one thing to keep in mind. And so, once you meet all those requirements, it's as simple as one: creating a profile 
on the NGLCC website. The second step is uploading all of the documents. All of those, those documents will depend uh, varying on your incorporation of your business. And then, of course, adding some of those LGBTQ qualifying documents, um, again, to confirm and verify that you are a member of the LGBTQ community. And again, NGLCC has a list of documents that are easy to view and to pick from so you can prove this identification for yourself. And then the fourth piece is the site visit, which is where we as the local chamber come in to support. So that site visit is really just a way for us to ask the owner questions about the day-to-day operations of their business and really make sure that they're knowledgeable of how their business operates. And so once that process is completed, the National LGBT Chamber of Commerce, or NGLCC, they will review and approve all those documents, and that person will be deemed a certified LGBT business. Okay, awesome. And how long of a time frame would you say that that takes? For us here at Chicago MSDC, it's between 60 and 90 days. It can also be expedited if they're looking to secure a contract much sooner. But again, the process is not easy. You know, it is meant for us to be able to confirm and fully vet that a business is minority owned. And so, again, partnering with organizations like yours that also want to seek various certification statuses, we want them to know, you know, the best route and what information we can share with them so that it can be a, um, a seamless process, if you will, for them. Sure. So, as you know, one of the reasons that sometimes takes people some time is gathering all of the paper documents. And so right. It can, I would say, I would probably say within a 60-day time frame. Again, they can also expedite it as well if you are, you know, trying to compete for an opportunity or if, you know, you're working with a, a partner and they're saying you need to have it before we move forward. There might be some chances there to help expedite that paperwork. But I would say maybe 60, probably 60 to 90 days. Um, it can move a whole lot quicker, again, if you have all of those documents at hand. And so that, again, is where the sort of time delay comes into play. So probably, again, 69 days, but it can be shorter if you are ready and prepared with all of the proper paperwork. Outstanding. Phenomenal. Yeah. So make sure that you have all the paperwork or the checklist items in place first prior to submitting, and that can shorten the time frame or the turnaround time, if you will, for you receiving that certification. Really good stuff. And uh, before we close out, Jeremy, I'd love to, if we can share with the listening audience, can you share some of the barriers that LGBT entrepreneurs are uh, continuing to experience today? We know, again, it's minority business owners, access to capital is one that's been a major for them. But I'd love for the listening audience to know about some of the additional barriers that, uh, that you are seeing from a chamber perspective and what the entrepreneurs uh, reach out to you uh, for assistance with. Sure. So very much similarly, um, since access to capital is always a barrier in, in, in a space where people are always seeking guidance. And we often find that many of our uh, folks who engage with us don't necessarily come to us with a background of having you know, a great financial stability or financial history or even just an acumen of understanding how to engage in the sort of lending process or just finding out how to get funds for their business. And so access to capital is definitely one of those. Um, I think a second one is really just access to information. You know, many folks, as you also know, start their businesses 
out of a desire of passion or being really skilled at, you know, making an item or providing a type of service, um, but don't always know sort of the information about operating and managing a business. And so there's also a, a struggle sometimes in finding that information, and especially the right information. As you know, we all can Google things and can find five different articles and they'll say five different ways on how to go about starting a business. And so really providing the right information to really move forward, I think, is another barrier. And then perhaps I think the one that other folks sometimes struggle with is really just the network. We see oftentimes where people are sort of excited and ready to jump out there to start their business, which is definitely understandable, but don't sometimes put in the work to establish a network that can support their business once it launches and gets off the ground. And so we'll see people start their business and then they're all of a sudden trying to find people to engage with and to let folks know they have a business, which, you know, some of these things we should do beforehand so that folks are prepared and ready. And so many of us don't necessarily have the network to move a new business to a uh, growing scale business. And so um, I would say those might be some, some, some barriers. Okay. Awesome shares, man. I really appreciate that. So I love the fact, too, that what we're doing respectively in our industries is creating this ecosystem and this support network for businesses to grow, sustain, identify more opportunities, network, as you said. And we're proud. We're really proud to to have you as one of our diversity partners and, and keep this relationship going. So Jeremy Holston, director of the LGBT Chamber of Commerce here in Illinois. Thank you so much for being on the Hashtag by Diverse podcast powered by Chicago MSDC on WGN Radio 720. Are there any closing words that you'd like for our listening audience? Sure. So, again, if your business is 51% or more LGBT-owned, definitely get the certification. Get all the certifications that are eligible and apply for your business. Again, for us as an LGBT Chamber of Commerce, we stress the importance of the certification because, one, again, it's a great tool to help you grow your business, but it's also a way for our voice in our business community to be heard. As many LGBTQ folks likely know, um, we're not counted in a lot of census data or a lot of business collecting survey data. And so by completing the certification, you also add to our power, our economic impact, and our total voice. And so please feel free to reach out. I'll be happy to answer any of your other questions and point you in the right direction to get started in that process. Phenomenal. Thank you so much, Jeremy. And again, to contact you, www.lgbtcc.com to learn more information about the LGBT Chamber, the resources that they provide, the access and certifications that they offer, the ecosystem, the networking, the business boot camps, and of course, being a great advocate as, as well as diversity partner here with Chicago MSDC. Jeremy, thanks again for your time. Happy Pride Month to you, and please keep up the good work. Awesome. Thank you, Vince. Thank you. Hi, this is Vince Williams, and you're listening to Chicago MSDC Minute. Chicago Business Opportunity Fair. In 1968, a chain of events erupted into civil and economic mayhem that shook Chicago at its very core. Rising above the turmoil, a group of corporate and community leaders were determined to cast a spotlight on hope, 
on seemingly hopeless situations and created the Chicago Business Opportunity Day. The following year, in 1969, the event was officially renamed CBOF, or Chicago Business Opportunity Fair. Today, the Chicago Business Opportunity Fair is a game changer. It remains as the signature event of Chicago MSDC, a thought leader in minority business since 1968. The 54th annual Chicago Business Opportunity Fair will be held June 23rd to the 24th, 2021. This year's theme is Connecting the Dots, Business SOS, Synergies, Opportunities, Solutions. This two-day virtual conference hosted by the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council is all about opportunities. Chicago MSDC brings opportunities for your minority-owned business by connecting you with other minority businesses, corporations, and government agencies looking to do business with your company. CBOF, which formerly was held at Navy Pier for many years, is our longest-running event that is now virtual in light of the pandemic. We're looking forward to this virtual event because it's an opportunity for us to connect even more businesses with our unique virtual format that allows for exhibitor booths, one-on-one meetings, networking, and almost everything you do at a typical conference. Stay tuned for more information about CBOF 54 by visiting our website at www.chicagomsdc.org and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Chicago MSDC. You've been listening to Hashtag By Diverse, powered by the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council on WGN Radio www.chicagomsdc.org. Thank you.